0: All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and, in fact, f- available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube page, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation down below by commenting or upvoting the video itself. I'm here with Tom Vanderford for his weekly segment. We got some rumors to talk about. We got some transfer portal to talk about. We we got we got stuff. I guess we could say Tom.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, the main thing, the first thing I want to talk about, because it's now starting to get on the Alabama boards. Now, if it was just on the Ole Miss boards, they've done that before. Pete Golding is kind of, anytime something comes up, he's like a magic bullet that just shows up randomly on Ole Miss boards. But, so you don't need to pay attention to it until it shows up other places. It's starting to pop up on Alabama boards, and the rumor is Pete Golding to Ole Miss. As Co DC DC, I don't know exactly what it will be, but personally, I think if that goes through and it works out, that's a good hire for Ole Miss. What do you think, Tom?
1: I think it's I think it's good for recruiting. Hmm. Um, it, it, I, if I remember correctly, he was a linebackers coach, hmm. um, so I don't know what that says about Mo Crom, uh, but. I would have no problem with him uh, joining the defensive staff. I know that a lot of the Alabama people I know are not happy with him, but that's because they used to have Kirby Smart, like you said today. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you've got to look, and you've got to look at the talent. You know, the, the defensive talent has been going to Georgia since Kirby Went to Georgia, so uh, I I think it'll be good for us. I think it'll be good recruiting wise. I think maybe he brings some folks with him, as far as some players maybe in the portal, or just players that he was recruiting that you know Alabama doesn't have room for or whatever. Um, so that that's always positive, um, but. I don't know if he's a great on-the-field coach. I know a few years back, we almost hired him as, or we well, there were rumors that we were going to hire him uh, at Ole Miss uh, as the head coach. Uh, and supposedly his wife or somebody has some, some, they have some connections to the university. But uh, I'm willing to give the guy a shot. I'm willing to give the guy a shot.
0: Now, I think you'd be a perfect hire, a good hire for a defensive coordinator. But the reason I say that people shouldn't listen to this rumor is because there are fan bases that because they're friends with somebody or because they know somebody, they will push that person because they care more about, I call it, collecting coaches than the actual results on the field necessarily. So honestly, there's a group of people that probably would have hired Pete Golding as a head coach just so the head coach could be their friend. Um but Yeah, so defense, they could have access. Yeah, so they can have access to him and things like that. And there's it makes no sense. It's absolutely ridiculous, but there are people in Oxford that absolutely do that way. Whenever I was at Ole Miss, I had a low level job and about seven people even knew who I was. But I was stalked around Walmart. I was stalked around Kroger. Um people just wanting to come up and talk to and, and just it it was uncomfortable the way that some of these people try to do this. And I mean, I think that is the reason you need to look for outside sources for things about Pete Golding, because there are some people that genuinely would just, they want their friend um, in Oxford.
1: Right. Yeah. And I can, I can see that. I can see that. Um, I, I really am, 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 I guess anxious isn't the best word. I I, I would just like to see, you know, what changes he's going to make. Of course, me, personally, I'm the kind of guy that wants everything to happen right away. And I've got to get used to Lane Kiffin. He takes his sweet time. He takes his time, whether he's hiring an assistant coach or whether he's uh, in the portal, whatever the case is you know the the one of one of the quarterbacks that's coming in this weekend just just came into the pool mm-hmm. you know the the Purdue kid so i think i think we just need to just stand back and just watch it unfold i think lane knows he needs a blocking tight <laughs> end i think lane knows that it wouldn't hurt to get somebody that has had a college career of snapping the football and the shotgun formation. Uh, You know, I, 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 I think the guy knows what he wants. He's just not, he's very tight lipped and close vested. And that drives people in Oxford crazy because they want the old days of Yancey talking about people looking good on the hoof and, you know, breakfast at the the parties at the library. Right. Yeah. And, and, and he's, he's not that guy, man. He's not that, you know, every other coach's staff kind of let stuff like that happen, but this guy, he just locks it down.
0: Mm -hmm. And, and he should, because he's had bad experiences with people letting too much into what he does. Now,
1: Exactly. And there can be exactly.
0: negatives to that. And the Auburn situation that happened at the end of November is probably an example of that. But that's better than the alternative where Paul Feinbaum called him the Miley Cyrus of college football and just everybody is liked it? to pal on him. Uh, I mean, right. it's, it's kind of a risk reward scenario, but the guy's not going to trust the media. He's not going to feed the media. He's not going to do the stuff that Ole Miss did in the past because it doesn't benefit him. Whenever he has a story that he needs to get out, he calls one of his national buddies that has no bone to pick, that does not cover Ole Miss on a daily basis. Why? Because he knows that as soon as it's over, they're going to move on to the next topic. They're not going to sit there and look behind the curtain at what's going on.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And you know there are there are people right now that will be on our roster next year that we have no stinking clue that he's going after.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't now, know. I, I all love the Texas A&M board. defensive yeah. guys. We don't know.
0: Yeah, I love it. Know. And I tell people, I tell people all the time that whenever you hear a name, you can take with about fifty percent certainty that it might, may or may not happen. You just don't know. You just hear a name. And it could go away and they could go do something else. And there's about 50 different reasons for it to happen. It could have been absolutely true that they were coming and it could be absolutely true that they were leaving. And it's, it's just so fun. I love the chaos of the transfer portal. It's becoming my favorite time of year because of all the uncertainty. And you just have a whole bunch of people stating things with facts, with certainty that there's just no chance of it coming true. And, that is pretty funny. They're they're talking about Mike Wright and that happened for like three days and then they found out that um, Brady Allen was visiting from Purdue and they're like, okay, they'll talk about that for a couple of days. And then I assume that Tristan Jebby is going to pop up that list at some point. And nobody's going to know until they decide and the guy releases a statement on Twitter saying he's committed to a location. The only thing that we can know for sure for people is that January 18th, this all stops. So everything has to be done before the 18th. That's all we know.
1: That's right. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, the, the big days are January the 18th and then uh, the first Wednesday in February. Mm. You know, we've gotten we got the top four of a, of a nice uh, offensive lineman out of Maryland today, released his top four.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Ole Miss was actually in it. So that was, a, that was a good thing. I, I don't think he's done recruiting high school kids either, but I think we'll know what our roster is going to look like next year on January the 19th.
0: Yeah. We'll, have, we'll probably have an idea because whoever they sign in February is probably going to redshirt anyway. Either that or backup. They're, right. It, it's not going to be an important cog um, with the team. So we'll see exactly what that looks like. You know, Tom, let's change let's let's change gears just for a second. I think this weekend might be a must win for Kermit.
1: God bless his heart. Mm. Yeah. He uh yeah, you, you just keep hearing next year, next year, next year, next year. I got a guy I follow on Twitter you may follow him too. Uh, but he's like, oh, just give him time and this, that, and the other. And and, and I'm not an extreme basketball fan, uh, but I have watched them. And God bless their hearts. They looked great against Valpo. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they just, God bless them. They, I think uh, the Alabama game, I think in the second half, they shot 3%. From the three-point area, it's like, oh my god! It's just they can't catch a break. Yeah, and we got the talent. I mean, at least recruiting wise, stars wise, we've got some of the most talented teams we've ever had. But yeah, I, th- I think you on, know, th-
0: on Thursday's show, I did a piece like Kermit obviously thought that Deshaun Ruffin was going to be what he w- was before the surgery. Uh, he, he he made the bet that he was going to be all right. And he thought that Matthew morell was going to be the scorer that we all knew he could be. And neither of those things have happened. And the piano carriers that I call, call the other players, they came. At, it wasn't yeah. their job to do the scoring and the pretty stuff. That's the piano players. That's Ruffin and Murrell. These guys were right. supposed to do the dirty work. So if we're counting on them to do the scoring, that explains our shot deserts.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right you 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 are correct.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh Ruffin Ruffin's just uh I hate to say lost a step since the surgery but he's lost a step. Yeah. You know and and Morrell, you know was uh, supposed to be super superstar and I mean he's a good player but he hasn't shown he's an elite player. Um and and you don't know I guess yeah like that uh like a friend told me, he says, Well they could turn it around at any time, but yeah, I think they need to start turning it around yeah. for for Kermit to have a shot. I really do. Personally I think he's I think he's gone, but you know, that's just my gut feeling. Uh you can't, I you don't can't don't really watch them
0: play and see that they're gonna be able to turn this around.
1: Exactly. If it's 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 almost like getting a root canal sometimes watching these guys play, and for I hate to say it, but you know it's a business, and I like Kermit, but it's a business, and you know they, he gets paid a lot of money, and it's Keith Carter's responsibility to uh, to write that ship whether it's with Kermit or whether it's with someone else. Hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely right there. Uh, Anything else you would like to add?
1: Just that for everybody that I see on the internet, just chill out, wait till the 19th of January, wait and see what's going on. You know, and uh, I, I think that Lane is proactively looking for some replacements, not just a replacement, but some replacement slash additions in the coaching staff. And I think that the whole group is just uh, scouring the transfer portal as much as they can. Wait, I have no doubt in my mind next year, we'll have the big tight end. I don't know where that guy's from, I have no idea. I just know that we'll have the guy. You know, there's a good chance that we'll get Dion Smith. You know, he'll probably be a spring transfer. But my goodness, I just amazing uh, the back, running back, quarterback, uh, receivers. You know, so it's 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 promising. Asuntarian Perkins, oh my gosh, mm. he's gonna play, dude. Yeah, he is gonna play. And uh, Aiden Williams, I think, is going to play.
0: I, now, think, I could be I think wrong. three or four of them are going to play. I think Keeser Crescano is going to play.
1: Oh, I think so, too. I definitely mm-hmm. think Riscano's is going to play. With our depth at running back, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think he's going to play. Um, so, it's, it's going to be extremely interesting. Now, one other thing I want to talk about real quick. What do you... Think about the buzz about uh, Brows, Kendall Brawls and state.
0: Uh, I think that that would be terrible for Will Rogers. I think Will Rogers is too oh, I nice. Do too. Of, yeah, too nice of a kid. To, yeah. you know, I mean, it, I think it's more likely that Steve Spurrier Jr. becomes the offensive coordinator than our, um, than Kendall Brawls.
1: Yeah, I. You know, at last year, at one point uh i i was even saying i wouldn't mind having kendall briles or this past season we but you know I, it's the nuance you know is it wise is it lane you know uh, what you know i just our our offense didn't click at some points this year you know in the state game it looked like we were running the same four plays over and over yeah Yeah.
0: Um, Whenever something good happens, it's lame. When something bad happens, it's wise. That that's common sense, Tom.
1: Yeah. There you go. (laughs) There you
0: go. So, I don't. I don't know. I. I, We'll we'll see exactly how it goes. I expect that the offense. Prediction. Go ahead.
1: I'm going to make a prediction and say that Charlie Weiss Jr. will be our offensive coordinator in 2023.
0: I would agree with that because Lane's the guy anyway. Yep. All Charlie Weiss right. is up there because it's, he's got a photographic memory. He remembers what coverages were. He can recall quickly what the team is doing against certain coverages. That That's the reason Weiss has this job. Yep. Every, everybody needs exactly. to look at Lane for offensive. Now, I think the offense can look more like it did in 2021 or 2020. If you go back to when Charlie Weiss Jr. and Lane Kiffin was at FAU – that's when Harrison Bryant, over the middle of the field, was doing all sorts of work. So it's not really right. locked into this offense. They, they, they can evolve it.
1: I think so. And I mm. think yeah, people need to realize that the uh, maturation from year one to year two for Jackson Dart is going to be huge. Mm. He's not going to have this quarterback competition controversy. He's not going to – God, I hope not. He's he, it's going to be his job, and he's going to take all the reps, all the snaps. I, I, that's going to be a huge, huge deal. All right, for, and for, for people, Ole Miss and for Jackson Dart.
0: Yeah, for people that was looking at quarterback, and Spencer Sanders has taken himself out of the portal and gone back to Oklahoma State, which means he was shopping himself. He was just shopping. So yeah, Anyway, yeah,
1: yeah. shopping himself. Well, the, the guys that we've got coming, with, you know, we'll will be uh, capable backups. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see what who we get. Uh, just what little I've read about, I'd prefer the kid from Purdue, but we don't know who else they're looking at. That's the beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. We'll, Wait till we'll, the
1: nineteenth. That's all I'll say.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what's going on over the next two weeks. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On On Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you can check out our brand new podcast. Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on college basketball. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Tom, thank you very much for coming by today. Um sorry we had to do it during the weekend, and we'll get back to hopefully back to normal next week.
1: No problem, man. Anytime.
0: All right. Hottie totty, bud.
1: Hottie totty.